0: Um, I was looking forward honestly to having like the Sam the fish burgers or turkey for burgers lunch? for dinner oh because it's like football day with like some roasted potatoes or something yeah
1: fish burgers and football burger. they go hand in hand baby well, how does this start <laughs> <laughs> hi everybody welcome to movies on the shelf
0: with the Chascos
1: I'm Sean Chasco
0: I'm Yvette (laughs) Jaskowitz. We're recording this on a football Sunday. And today.
1: What's
0: (laughs) up? Sean and I are actually playing each other in our fantasy football league. And it's projected 50 50 right now. So. We don't know what is going to happen, but you know what? We're going to spend some time today instead of being glued to red zone. Yeah. We're going to do a movie
1: episode. We're going to watch a movie and we're going to accept whatever outcome happens in football and we're not going to take it out on each other.
0: I'm going to do my best Be not bad. to look at my phone.
1: Yeah. no. I just... Oh yeah. Well, you
0: know what? I'm, Sean's not wrong. If like, If I put someone in that's kind of like a last minute decision after talking with Sean... And then that person doesn't do well and the other person's on my bench. I'm like, why did I put them in? Yeah. But I feel like anyone would have that reaction when you make like a last minute tinker.
1: Yeah. And you're in a pretty precarious situation with having gotten so far last year Mm -hmm. and in the end it it didn't even matter.
0: I know, and here's the thing, though that championship game, I scored the Look, most points so in the semifinal. I don't want to so get into so it. I don't want to. I don't want to. Tried so
1: hard, and you got so far, yeah. But in the end, didn't work out. It didn't even matter. <laughs> well, if you're uh, if you're here for the first time, we have about a hundred plus movies that we're watching, and right now we're on uh, the sixth movie today um we randomize it each time we don't know what we're gonna watch uh last time was out cold yeah and so that was i
0: got it before i touch on that though Mm. for any newbies these are all movies that we own yep so these aren't like stream movies or like we have an actual disc whether it's blu-ray or dvd yes so that's the caveat here so it could be a recent movie one from 10 or 15 years ago Mm. Um, that's the caveat.
1: And no added movies. See, I just bought Justice League, um, Zack Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. and that will not be added to this list because it wasn't a part of the OG list yep. of movies.
0: I feel like I'm in the mood to like have feelings today. Oh,
1: you're so wrong. <laughs> You're so wrong. Maybe I because not... I
0: started this morning with feelings. Yeah.
1: I mean, you started with Onward. So, like, I don't want that to carry throughout the day. Like, I don't need to watch a movie that's... I don't I don't want to be affected the rest <laughs> of the day. I want something that is going to be like, cool, this was a nice palate cleanser.
0: So, we're on different pages today.
1: I, c- I can't have it. I can't have it.
0: <laughs> I think the only other thing I would be in the mood for if it's, like, no feelings, like, maybe an action movie versus a comedy. Maybe that's the difference. You know what?
1: I want like a 90 minute. I want it to be. In and out. (laughs) In and out. We get this done with. Uh, Is it
0: because there's football? No, I don't
1: think so. I just, I I don't feel like I'm emotionally uh, capable of getting into like, like, monsters ball right now. That's not on the list. (laughs) That's not on the list. But I don't think I can handle it right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: What I could handle, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's not on the list.
0: Like basketball? Oh, is basketball not on the
1: list? That is egregious <laughs> that basketball isn't on the list.
0: You don't own it. I wouldn't own it. That's bizarre
1: that I don't own it, though, because it kind of like shaped my youth in much of the way that Out Cold did. Yeah. <laughs> and Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> maybe at one point you did and it just hasn't made it through to yeah. our marriage in this apartment. Yeah.
1: You know what didn't make it on this? I don't think it made it on this list. What? Uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back.
0: Ah, oh, great movie.
1: Well, here's the thing. I did own Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I own like a holy shit version when I was a little bit younger. Um, and I think that might've, I might've been with baseball too in the great purge of DVDs. Hmm. Um, uh, the infamous Great Purge that I, I had done for myself, there was like 300 DVDs or something in our apartment and I just pretty much tossed them, uh, if they weren't Blu-rays because DVDs, they look like shit. (laughs) Um, and, uh, however, however, I did own Jay and Silent Bob Strike back previously to that. Okay. When I was, I, I can't remember exactly the year that movie came out. But when I was a preteen, early teenager, I owned that movie. And uh, I, I found out, I don't even know how to word this, so I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, my parents threw it away because oh. they thought it was too, um, like, risque. Oh, like
0: rated whatever. R, like too inappropriate yeah. for me They thought age. it was
1: too inappropriate for me, so they threw it out. And, uh... Hold
0: on. Did they, like, watch it with you? Oh, God. I think they just
1: knew about it somehow. Okay. They knew about it somehow, which is... It's bizarre. If you've ever met my parents, which obviously you have, but if you've ever met my parents, it is bizarre they would have taken a stance on Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back.
0: Yeah. Maybe it was there just because of all the drug use and stuff? Uh, I don't know. I
1: think, I think it was, like, a certain time okay, in our lives and stuff that maybe... This was just like, no. Um, but.
0: P.S. Sean's dad used to be a hippie. So yeah. if there's any context there, he's a pretty laid back guy. Yeah,
1: he's a pretty laid back guy. And, you know, we're pretty open about like cursing and about, you know, whatever. So like, just bizarre. Yeah. A bizarre occurrence that I, I don't remember even getting upset about that. I just remember being like, this is weird.
0: Yeah. Like, huh.
1: Okay. And then I bought it. <laughs> Like a year later or something. Um, anyway. Yeah, so that's the vibe I'm in. Okay. I want to watch Jay and Silent Bob strike back, basically. Um, is there anything else you want to say to
0: me? <laughs> <laughs> As he looks at me <laughs> so intensely. <laughs> okay, now now I'm starting to warm up to the idea. Maybe it's just because I started the day with this like nice emotional sibling story. Hey,
1: that we're going like... to get what you want. Trust me. We're gonna get something that is gonna be. We haven't
0: had. I think the closest thing to like a drama would be Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. yeah. With the level of intensity. I think you're right. I'm definitely though like no three hour. Oh no. Uh, short And I feel like I just put that out there. We'll see what happens. All right.
1: Uh, do you want to do this right now? Yeah. Let's let's
0: do the drum. I'll do the drum roll. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna randomize our list. Are you ready? (sighs) Brrr, the movie of today's episode is. Fuck. Oh no! Oh, this is the opposite you got what of you wanted. what you wanted.
1: You got what you wanted.
0: I am so sorry. Oh, why couldn't it have been the one below it? You got it? what you wanted. Oh. So. I'm so sorry. We can so, reshuffle.
1: No, I mean we have to abide by the list. Uh, so today's movie is one of one of my favorite movies Same. of all time. Um, and some people might have their feelings on that. And I I, I gotta say I couldn't give a shit. Um, but I will say that today's movie is Interstellar. Um, that is not the greatest news. When I said I don't want to be in my feelings today, because this movie gets me in my feelings. It really does. Um, oh my god. Obviously, this is a movie we own together. We saw it in the theaters together. I, I, I think it's my favorite space movie. Same. And I know there's... Um, Apollo 13.
0: PS, we love space movies. Yeah,
1: and I know there's like some other ones out there that are that are, you know, awesome space movies or whatever. Interstellar is just What I loved about Interstellar was that they took this end of the world, save the entire world grandiose space movie and they made it about a personal relationship between a father and a daughter. Yep. And that is the cool interesting part of it is that it is so everything else like it's you know save the world we have to save the world we have to do all these things to save our dying planet or save our dying species but like that's all background and secondary to this important relationship between a mother or excuse me between a father and a daughter and i thought that was so well done yep and unique that, like, you know, this idea of, like, save the planet uh, by going out into space and all this other bullshit, that's not unique. But the execution of the interaction between the characters and, and the, like, familial relationship, that was fucking unique as hell. And um, and I would argue it's just noth- something you've never seen before. And I was surprised. I was so surprised by so many people's reaction to it. Yeah, because I just know so many people who like like, oh, so it was fine. Like, maybe it, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to like shame people for not having kids. Uh, we didn't have kids when this came out. Yep. But like, maybe it's maybe it's that like the the concept of like not being able to understand that sort of relationship, or or care about it. But that's weird too, because like I really thought this movie would like. Mess with my brother. Because he's a father of two daughters. Okay. He didn't have a son yet. But he had two daughters. And I really thought he was going to like lose it from this movie. And I think I like <laughs> let him borrow the DVD version. Because we had the Blu-ray DVD pack. And he was like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm like,
0: oh, that's not the reaction I wanted. Yeah. Um, we watched this <sighs> movie... Um, the day before we had Bo.
1: Yes, because we were doing a Nolan Marathon.
0: We were doing a Nolan Marathon. And we this is our favorite. And so we saved it for last. Mm-hmm. And that is my most recent memory of this movie is watching it the day before we had Bo. Yeah. And just like understanding the importance of like life. It was just such an interesting moment of like how the marathon landed there. And I'm sure we were strategic about it. But just like, yeah, you know... The day before, we went to the hospital. Excited C section, so we like knew when Bo was coming. So yeah. it's a scheduled C section because he was breech mm-hmm. and gigantic, but more mm-hmm. importantly, he was breech. But anyway, um, we just knew. So like the day before, Sean was awesome, and he's like, "We just, I just want to do whatever it is you want to do." And so in advance, we had planned for like, let's just, let's like watch a movie, so we can, you know, whatever. And it was decided that we would watch interstellar and i also one thing that sean and i are on the same page about we love space movies Mm -hmm. um there's just something really fascinating about it i wanted to be an astronaut when i was little i went to space camp clearly that didn't work out um but it's just always been something really fascinating about space and you're right this movie is bigger Then their adventure, or Matthew McConaughey's adventure to save the world, it's the relationship that he has with his family, and most importantly, his daughter.
1: Yeah, I would say the only movie that did a similar thing to me, that was about space. Like, because we saw First Man, we saw, we've seen Apollo 13.
0: Gravity. And
1: I was about to say, the only movie that's done a similar thing to me was Gravity. Mm. I... I picture Interstellar as one, Gravity is two for me. I think everything else, there's just a deep gap for me. Um, and that is because of this, like, I don't know, they put such a personal touch to both of those movies. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to get into it about Gravity. I love that this episode's not going to be funny whatsoever. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, we don't have to get into it about Gravity, but like, they're both these like just personal stories about uh I think gravity is more like trauma and then Interstellar's more like this father-daughter relationship and this, you know, idea of trying to capture meaning in your life. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like I mean Matthew McConaughey's character kinda of like has lost a part of his
0: life because he was like a pilot and stuff, and now he has to be a farmer. So, uh, you know, in a lot of these episodes, we talk about, like, what do we remember from seeing it in the, in the theater? Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're going to look up, like, what year it came out and all that good sure. stuff. But from seeing it in the theater, as Sean had mentioned, we saw it in IMAX uh, at Navy Pier. So, like, mm-hmm. we drove down and made, like, a whole night of it. And I remember the score by Hans Zimmer so and sitting good. there. And, like, yes, you're in IMAX. So, of course, it's hugely impactful. But I've always been a big fan of Hans Zimmer. Um, And the scores that he's, you know, um, created for film. And there was just something really cool about this one that whenever I listen to the soundtrack, I, like, know exactly at what moment in the movie is this happening. And it was, like, that was so memorable for me. Like, yes, the relationships, but also the music in the movie that, like, really heightened these moments and made things suspenseful or heartwarming or Mm -hmm. sad or scary. And, I mean, it kind of, like fits everything and I feel like he consistently does that in whatever movie he scores but this one especially yeah Um. and then also too what I really appreciated in this I remember sitting there in you know the vastness of IMAX and making the choice to be silent when they are showing space I remember there are a few moments or maybe it's just one where it's just like dead silent yeah and you're like oh my gosh you're right because there is no sound in space
1: <laughs> thing I think there's like I just looked it up and i'll I'll get into that in a second, but um I think another cool thing about the movie is that like something I think Dunkirk does it too a little bit, but something about like Christopher Nolan movies for some reason they are so fucking complicated yes, and there's like Tenet i we watched Tenet at home uh when it came out, and we were like. That was good. I have no idea how or why. Like yep. I don't know how that was good. I know it was good. Totally. <laughs> like we enjoyed it, but it was just like, what the fuck is happening? What did we just say? And yeah. Interstellar has some moments of that, but it's not. For me, there are sometimes where it's just like this is almost like intense. It's like this is almost too much. Like I'm fucking confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this movie is. I feel like it's kind of straightforward. Mm-hmm. There's certain things in it that are like odd or like kind of thought provoking and whatnot. But once you cut down to the meat of it, I, I don't know. I feel like it's straightforward. It's like, it, it is that. It's this relationship between father and daughter. Um, is there anything you wanted to touch on before I go on to my next thing?
0: No. I think we're good.
1: So something I did notice, and I, I want to get into it because it pisses me off, um, is I looked it up, and people also search for it came up in Google, and what people also search for one of the movies is *The Martian*, and it is infuriating to me, infuriating to me, that *The Martian* is considered, uh, I would say, I would say it's considered a better movie than *Interstellar*. I think it's bullshit. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't think that's the case, that's fair. But the thing is that The Martian was nominated for Academy Awards. I th- I think it was nominated for Best Picture. I, I think it was nominated. And I, I know Matt Damon was nominated for Best Actor. Fuck The Martian. And
0: not even... Pretty much, here's like, I'm just going to wrap it in a bow so we can move forward. Read the book, and then get back to us.
1: Read the book, watch the movie. And I know that's the thing of like all books and all movies. Like they never are one-to-one, and there's always something that's going to disappoint you. Um, But The Martian sucked, and if it didn't suck, and it was good, it is not on the level of Interstellar. No. It's just the emotional level is, is, like, so much more potent in this movie than it is The Martian. Yep. And they both came out in the same year. That's why I feel like there's a connection. And I feel like there's, like, this issue. And it's funny because Matt Damon's in this movie. You're right. Yeah. And he's... It's the same character. Like, he's stranded on a planet and stuff. Like, no mm. spoilies, but, like... I was a, just going
0: to say, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever. Um, but, like... I just want to touch on one quick thing for the Martian. Um, I think the Martian would have been vastly better. There are many reasons it could have been better. Just stick to the fucking book. One. Yeah. Two, the Martian could have been so much better without the, um, let's call it 15 establishing shots of Mars. hmm We know you're on Mars. Get over it. You're on Mars. We're here with you. Fuck off. Alright, I'm not going to talk about The Martian any longer. Interstellar is the movie we're watching. Um,
0: When did it come out?
1: Interstellar came out in 2014. um, October of 2014. Okay. So this would have been right around uh, our two year anniversary.
0: No, one year. One year. Yeah, one year one year year anniversary.
1: Uh, yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes, Interstellar. Um, let's get right into it. Rotten Tomatoes has given it a seventy-two percent, which I just think is kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, the audience score agrees with me as an eighty-six percent.
0: Are you about to look up the Martian? I am about to look up the Martian.
1: Um, and I think I think that's that's bullshit. Uh, I think this movie is well above a seventy-two. Yep. The Martian. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's I'm going to throw my laptop <laughs> through the goddamn window. Ugh. That movie
0: sucks. It's,
1: yeah. it's so Jenny, that movie. That movie is Jenny as hell.
0: What does that mean?
1: D- generic. That oh, movie okay. is generic as fuck. That movie is like, hey, let's... Yeah, it's PG-13. If you read... I hate if being, you read
0: the book, Kristen Wig would have person. had like so much more fun in I hate
1: movie. being that person that's like, oh,
0: uh, if you read it, the book's so much better.
1: Like, yes, the book is so much better. And books I'm gonna say something controversial here. Uh-oh. Uh, books are better than movies. Because no one can get inside your imagination. Totally. No one you when you read a book. This is so stupid in reading Rainbow right now, but like when you read a book, your mind makes up that what you are what you are seeing on page. It's reading a book is better than an audiobook because you're doing it.
0: You give voices to you certain give characters. Voices. You
1: yep. picture that person, and it's it's a really cool experience that we don't do that often. And you know what? I'm not even saying I do it that often. I unfortunately do not. But um but yeah, it's it's a better experience and I, I understand that. But the Martian being a ninety-one percent. When That's I when I look down and I we're gonna move on in a second, but when I look down and, and we go I guess you can't compare the two, but still. Like, they're saying Martian is a 91%, Interstellar is a 72%, and then in here there's a you-might-also-like section, and they gave the Revenant a 78%. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I hate this. Okay, it's fine. Um, We're not going to talk about the Martian ever again because fuck that. But we will read some critic reviews all right, so I'm going to read something from somebody named Jason Bailey from Flavor Wire. It says, it's his white album, overlong and overwritten, corny and self-important, and also a great movie. And yes, it can be all of those things at once. I feel like this review was written by somebody who did conservatory. Yeah. Or like somebody who like went to IO, who's, like, so fucking smart. Mm -hmm. They're so smart that they could, you know...
0: They could put something down. My favorite
1: thing about those guys at IO, the short guys who talk shit about every single fucking thing, Mm -hmm. is that they've written so many amazing scripts that are so important and truthful and Mm -hmm. honest. Um, Yeah, I just alienated half of the people who fucking... We know, but no, like, (laughs) like guys, I, I do not think it is overwritten. I think there are many times where they don't say anything and you just interpret things. Yeah. Um, I certainly don't think it's corny unless you're talking about the fact that they grow corn in the movie. (laughs) Um, and self-important, what are we talking about? Yeah. Self-important. One of the themes is that, like, I'm, no, I'm not trying to spoil it, but one of the themes—that's not even—I don't know if that's you can call it a theme—but he abandons his child to go on a mission to save
0: Earth. Children, plural.
1: Yeah, he abandons his children. I think with the intention to come back, and and he didn't know he'd be gone that long, mm-hmm. but like. I don't think it's self-important. I think it, it. If you're saying self-important, you need to understand that. Like, I don't know what he means by self-important, because there is a a, a, a por- portion of that for the the main character Coop, mm-hmm. who is like, I think is diving into self-importance, and he's like, yes, I need to. I'm the only one who can go out and and help them, and he and he makes a point in this in the movie where he says something like, I I can't. Basically, I need to go do this. He's yep. speaking to his daughter. And and I think they really, like, annihilate that idea of self-importance because once he finds out what's happening, he has to go back. Mm-hmm. And he, like, needs to... He just gets rid of that self-importance. Ah. This is one of the tough things about, like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this, this movie holds a really special place in my heart and that is one of the things that sucks because when it's not universally loved that's when you go like oh I feel like I have to defend this and like yeah you certainly don't I certainly don't it's something that I love it's um yeah
0: that is considered a certified fresh that's review, a by fresh the way. review from a top <laughs> critic so my splatter review that I want to read. Uh, can, I, because, can I just oh.
1: say that Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times, this is one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right, Roper. Nice. I just wanted to say that because I share that sentiment. Yeah. I Actually, I don't know if he's a good dude or not. So if he sucks, cancel me. <laughs> just um, anyway.
0: So the review that I'm going to read is from Scott Marks the San Diego Reader star top critic. Yeah. There are many words to describe Interstellar. Entertainment isn't one of them. Hmm. I clearly highly disagree. I don't know what you would consider entertainment if it is um tits and blowing up cars then great.
1: Yeah, I mean This movie
0: isn't for you.
1: I would argue that he might be right that this movie isn't about
0: entertainment, and those, I see what you're saying. In like, 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 what are you yeah. talking about? Like,
1: I think that is something. I don't know. That that that's just an asinine review, because I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, as far as like filmmaking and movies go, and it's so. I'm not saying in any way I'm on the level of anybody who's act- who's making films or whatever. And the stuff that I've written, personally, entertaining people is, like, so far down on my list. That, like, I feel like this movie does is, is that. It's like whoever, like Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, Hans Zimmer, everybody who's a part of it, it wasn't about entertaining you. Yeah. It wasn't about like the the excitement of outer space and this like unknowing. It was about telling an important to them maybe story. Yeah. That some people will get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just not everything needs to entertain you. Art is not there to specifically always entertain you or specifically always challenge you or specifically always upset you
0: or it inspire can, yeah
1: it can do all or one of those things or some of them you know like yeah that's just stupid <laughs> like that's like i don't know maybe he was like in the mood that i was in like like i just want to watch something dumb basketball today yeah and this is, was not... Inter, interstellar... That's what I'm going to come back and say. Interstellar was not entertaining. I, I didn't want to think about my parents.
0: I felt things I haven't felt in a while. I didn't
1: want to think about the concept of abandoning my child and not being able to see them grow up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what... It, uh, yeah. That's a fair point. Um,
1: I, I'm just looking through this guy's reviews to see if he's given anything stupid a good review fucking idiot this movie is 169 minutes
0: all right nice two and a half hours Nice. roughly right yeah
1: 169 so it's like 69 times 100 (laughs) that's not right no
0: one gets anything done that day that's
1: not right (laughs) i'm ready to go man
0: let's go let's do this let's
1: do this um are you ready to watch this movie i'm ready all right i love
0: you i love you too We're back. Oh, okay. So we started the movie at 1:03. Oh, you
1: knew that we started at 1:03. Yeah, cool. and we ended. It's at 4:14 p.m.
0: We ended at 4:08
1: p.m. Oh, 4:08. It's 4.14 right now.
0: Correct, but it's 4:08 when we were done. Now 4:08 in <laughs> <and> heartbreak. <laughs> but woke up about three quarters of the way through. If you like, do uh-huh. kind of like hour chunks. It was like kind of. Three quarters of the way through. Yeah. He got a little antsy at some points, but I think for yeah. the most part, he was fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Are you happy?
0: I love that movie so much. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? You're right. Yeah, I got right. what I wanted. I got a good got emotional story. I cried. We, we both
1: cried. The, the soundtrack. And, ugh. And all the feels. We had Bo on the, uh, um, the baby monitor. So while he was sleeping and while emotional things were happening, I was looking at him Same. and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I love this baby." So There's fun.
0: a line in the movie that like I did not have that reaction. So I don't know if I've seen this since I know he was talking born.
1: I know exactly the line you're talking about. <laughs> and, I just... and just started losing it. <laughs> yes. Just fucking losing
0: it. <laughs> Babbling brook. <laughs> So I'm sorry we didn't get what you wanted, but this is one of your favorite movies. It's okay.
1: And yeah, it, uh, I'm an emotional wreck right now. Um, yes, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, my, my favorite movies are like kind of like a rolling list of like, they're all there. They're all one Mm -hmm. and they kind of just roll with like how I'm feeling or with, and, and they, they may never actually, like, have a one through five. They're all just one, um, as far as I'm concerned. But this is definitely up there with one of my favorites, or if not my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just how I had described before, when we were talking about it before. It's just this personal story that happens to be told in space, and it happens to deal with, So many uncertain things, like uh, what, like black holes and whatnot. It's just, it's a very interesting concept, and it's really, really pretty and and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, What I will say is, I think I, I think people listening to the beginning of this podcast are going to be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Like, nobody hates this movie. I think that's probably true. I think, I think, I don't know if I've met somebody who's like Interstellar that movie. Fucking sucked. Totally. And if I did, I'd punch them in the jaw, which is what they deserve. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think I've met people like that. What I, what I, where I, I think what's my problem uh, is is that I've met too many people who are like, oh yeah, I liked it. It was good. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the reaction I want. Yeah, because um, you ha-
0: you have a much stronger reaction. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it's I think it's not that. People hate the movie. I think it's that they don't love it as much as I do. And it doesn't piss me off. It just like...
0: I think it confuses
1: you. I think you're like, how? It's certainly bizarre because I'm like, this is incredibly poignant and incredibly emotional. It's such a special feeling this movie leaves you with.
0: For those of you who may not know Sean as well as I do.
1: And then it well, and then it does piss me off that those are the same people who are like, Oh, but the mashing.
0: You remember when he Iron man all the way up
1: into the stars? I said like, fuck you. Read the book. Read the book. I'll spoil it. You are. Read the book. They talk about how dumb that idea was. I'm upset. I'm sorry. The lion's you- just lost. And it was... It was Beyond heartbreaking. It was stupid. It was stupid heartbreaking.
0: Do you want to share why it was so stupid heartbreaking?
1: Some dumb Baltimore kicker who's apparently the best kicker of all time. Whatever. Enjoy your 66-yard field goal record when Earth is fired into the sun in a million years from now. It'll have never met anything. <laughs>
0: Doing his job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's like it's like this only like sixty six yards. Like, dude, it, it bounced off the crossbar. It bounced. Ba- Here's the thing. To bounced up. To in. I don't want to. I don't want to do this right now. But like, if we're gonna say to a Broncos fan, yes, let's say to a Broncos fan or to. A Steelers fan and yeah, I'm calling him out now to a Patriots fan to a Bucks fan to uh, Colts fan like any fan with any moderate level of success That 66 yard field goal kick is like going straight through the middle going straight through the pipe and it's like fuck That was a beautiful kick. How did he hit that
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a Lions fan? that motherfucker bounced the 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 universe decided, hey, you know what we're going to (laughs) do? Because for some reason we have a vendetta against the Detroit Lions. We're going to have that ball perfectly bounce off the crossbar just so it goes high enough in the air that all of your hearts and dreams, Detroit Lions fans, your souls, can be ripped out of your body and thrown into Lake Michigan and drowned. And then when it... Falls right over the crossbar into the goal. Game over. You'll have known your life meant nothing.
0: I was going to say. Went to a dark place. (laughs) You went to a very dark place. Um, Uh, I was saying for those of you who may not know Sean as well as I do. (laughs) he, uh, He is very passionate and he is very firm with what he likes and what he doesn't like. And if you are not on the same page with him as something that you have, he has such a strong emotional connection with, like Interstellar, and someone says, well, yeah, I saw it. It was okay. Yes. You have this reaction that is like, oh my God, how can you not? Because it's this beautiful story, X, Y, and Z. And I feel like I am the same exact way. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel that way too. I think it's just that. Like, it doesn't make sense to us when we just have this strong connection to something. And then someone comes in and is like, yeah, it was okay. And you're just like, how? Like, it's almost like disappointing in a way because you were looking forward to talking about this thing with someone else. And then now it kind of falls flat. And then now you're kind of in this point of like, well, do I have to now convince you why you should like this movie? It's not
1: that we're not... I, but I don't think it's that we're not malleable. you're you're saying like, oh, we're very firm in what we like and what we don't like. I think that is true. I think that has maybe changed and kind of molded over the years into this now now spot where I would say that there are things that I love and there are things that I just don't really like. like yeah. we just we just saw um. Well, we don't have to talk about that, but we just saw, you know, whatever. We just saw, we saw Malignant recently Uh and we saw the Suicide Squad. Yes. And both of those, I would just, Malignant was original, Suicide Squad, we just didn't like. Yeah. And it was just gratuitous. For some reason, we didn't like it. Didn't hit. But on the other spot of that, I feel like we're also pretty malleable and good with, okay, we didn't like this. You like that. I can accept that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I I totally agree with you that like we, we know, it's not even about, we know what we like. We know uh, from personal perspective, I know what that movie makes me feel Mm -hmm. and I know what other movies don't make me feel or do make me feel. And
0: you want people to feel how you felt watching it. So well, when just they don't share it. Totally, like with my but brother. Yes. With my
1: brother like at at that time I didn't have a child and he had two girls. Yep. So it it impacted me this movie impacted me in a way that you know and I, I don't know maybe it would have been different if we weren't dating or we weren't married or something um that I might not have had a same similar feeling mm-hmm. but I I feel like I can imagine what that feeling would feel like. Yeah. You know, just identifying with this father who is uh, uh like has to leave his child and then is doing everything he can to get back to her.
0: Yeah, like, I don't think he needs to It's special. Yeah.
1: And when and when like he didn't have exactly the reaction I wanted, it, I was so disappointed. Yes. And so, yeah, no, I I agree with you that like it's confusing, but it's fine. Yeah. I I think it's fine. Like I'm obviously making a hubbub about it right now because we're doing a podcast, but like,
0: <laughs> you just want to share it with someone because you loved it and you want to like share yeah. that excitement and reasoning. And when someone isn't as in love with this movie as you are, and then if they say another movie on top of that, you're like, well, that is hot garbage. If they hadn't, if they had, if they did not see the Martian, period <laughs> and they just were like, you know, I think I just kind of like Gravity better. Like, I thought it was good. It just wasn't necessarily like my favorite. That's I fine. think, yeah. But if they fine. would, but if they would have said, but The Martian, then you would be like, you know what? I don't think I well, <laughs> well
1: for the for the sake of the podcast, I I'm would drop kick them. But in reality, I'd probably be like, cool, we're like, like I wouldn't say this, but I'd probably be like, cool, we're done here. Like, I don't have anything because yeah. we're, we're obviously not going to connect on an emotional level. Or a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. Like it is totally okay for you to enjoy. It, it is. It is one hundred percent okay for them to be wrong. Um, <laughs> that's what I. So.
0: Again, Sean has his foot stamped firm. Same with me. This is also. This is also, <laughs> this is also like. <laughs>
1: this is also like the best time to be having this conversation about, like, arguing with people because of what happened in that game. Now I'm, like, fired up. Yeah, that's and ready true. And to, ready to go. Where, like, it's the same feeling of, like, if somebody... No, but I, that's the thing, though. I've never had anybody say, like, Interstellar sucks. But if somebody said Interstellar sucks, to me, that's the equivalent of them going, like, Justin Kicker? Or Justin Tucker? He made a 66-yard field goal. It was incredible. I'd be like, walk into the sun. Just walk into the sun. I have nothing to say to you.
0: Uh, For for all of the listeners out there, I had said, wow, it's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah, you (laughs) did. (laughs) I did say. I said. It's
1: pretty (laughs) incredible, though, right? Can
0: I say what I said? (laughs) Sure, sure. I said, wow, it's pretty incredible that he broke an NFL record, though. And Sean looked at me like I grew horns. (laughs) And now I'm supposed to walk into a fire.
1: Well, you were being a Judas, so...
0: This movie, right from the start... Yeah, we can
1: recap it a little bit.
0: You, uh, there are, uh, video interviews of people, and they are talking about what life was like, and Mm -hmm. they are implying that it was this world of, like, dust, and all of the food was dying, and and pretty much saying things like, how is it that this food, this, the dirt that gave us food is now killing us, and... Really, just kind of setting up this like rural area, and that these people are old and they weren't surviving. It was like this is how things were yeah. when I was a child, kind yeah. of thing.
1: Um, most of those interviews uh, were done by survivors of the Dust Bowl. Um, some of the real life Dust Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the the one actress, she, she's yes Murph, but. Um, But yeah, they were uh, survivors of the actual Dust Bowl, so they were talking about the actual Dust Bowl, which is super cool. Yeah, Um, Super interesting. I I only wrote one note, because I just was like, I'm going to just enjoy this movie, because it's going to make me cry. But um, it just reminded me, because they were talking about masks, and they were talking about certain things with dust and whatnot, that, like, like that is going to be something that, like, the uh, kids who are, like, Maybe five to 15, maybe even like 18 or whatever, but I think more of that like five to 12 to 15 range are just gonna be like able to talk about when they're 80, 70, like 60 now of what it yeah. was like wearing of a mask like during going to school during, and... during COVID and stuff. Yeah. Like what that experience was like. Yeah. Like, oh, my grandfather, like, I couldn't see him die. And like, I, I couldn't be there for him.
0: Yeah. And like, or even people like our age though too, like I would say like, oh, experience. I couldn't like, no one could come visit in the hospital mm-hmm. after we had Bo and you know. But I think it's interesting though from like a child's perspective yeah, of yeah. then as an adult.
1: It's very interesting. Yeah.
0: So then we see this family mm-hmm. and it's Matthew McConaughey is a dad, he's got two kids, a daughter Murphy, a son who, I, t- Tim, Tom? Uh, Tom? Tom. And then John Lithgow is his father-in-law. Dom. Um, Donald mm-hmm. and, uh, he's a single dad and he's got these kids and it turns out he, um, was a NASA pilot, yeah, NASA but he, pilot. uh, things didn't work out. He became a farmer.
1: They didn't work out because they didn't need him to be a pilot anymore. They needed farmers because exactly. they, they're running out of food. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's basically why it didn't work out.
0: Yeah. And, and you find out that he is clearly like itching for more.
1: And his daughter starts seeing or starts, like, kind of experiencing these things in their house. Like, she calls them ghostly things or, like...
0: Yeah, like a poltergeist. A
1: poltergeist. The poltergeist is messing with her. He doesn't believe her, so he asks her to, like, you know, scientifically prove it. Yep. Big thing is that he finds out that his school is is believing that they faked the moon landing, which... If you believe they faked the moon landing, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> I am not for you. Walk into the sun. Like, ridiculous. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's like, I'm going to take her to a baseball game. Because they're like, how are you going to discipline her? She's like, fucking with other kids who believe that the moon landing was fake. And he's like, well, I'm going to... There's a baseball game. Uh, she's going through baseball phase, so I'm going to take her to a baseball game. So they they go to that baseball game, and a huge dust storm comes through.
0: Like really scary, scary dust storm, mm-hmm. and they have to go home and make sure all the windows are closed. And then, oh no, Murphy's window is open in her yeah, it room. it's open in her room. And you see all these books are on the ground, and you can see the way that the shade is coming through with the sun, and then the dust that there's almost these like lines in the in the dust in yeah. the dust.
1: Making, making the dust fall in specific patterns is yeah. odd.
0: It's really odd. Yeah. And then uh, he's he figures out that it's not a ghost. He's calling it gravity. It's gravity. Yeah. And in that point in the movie, I'm like, huh? I don't know what that means, but I'm excited to find out more. Because for me, I'm just like, gravity? Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's like a gra- gra- gravitational anomaly that has created a binary code. Yep. And that binary code is coordinates. Yep. Um, And the coordinates lead them to um, a secret NASA facility. And at this NASA facility, they have discovered a wormhole. Yes. That takes them to nearby systems.
0: Uh, Ten astronauts had already gone through it to look at these ten planets in a different galaxy. And it is now their responsibility to go find uh, which of those ten planets are the most successful based on beacons that are being sent to them. Yes. And, uh, lo and behold, Matthew McConaughey, because he was a NASA pilot and it was destiny that brought him there because he like found these coordinates. He is now it was something
1: that brought them there. It was, something it was, that brought it was them. them.
0: Exactly. Them. They keep saying them. them. And, uh, so then he agrees to
1: place the, the ones who, them as the ones who placed the wormhole there because wormholes are not natural phenomena. They have to be created. Yep. And so, which is. Mind blowing. Totally. But um, yeah. Uh, a wormhole was placed there. They brought Matthew McConaughey, just we'll call him Coop, because that's yeah. his name, Coop, and his family to this NASA spot.
0: Yes, and uh, it's determined that he needs to pilot this.
1: Well, yeah, he's the only one who's an actual NASA pilot.
0: Because everyone else has only been in simulators. Yeah, and they're like scientists, basically. Yep. Uh, one of which, Dr. Brand, the beautiful. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Love her. She's awesome in this. She is so awesome. She's so good. We saw her in The Dark Knight Rises only a few episodes ago. I know. So here's another Anne Hathaway. I remember she was in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yep. The young
1: young Murphy, Mackenzie Foy, you are incredible. Mm -hmm. You're amazing, and I hope you continue it. And if you don't like acting, (laughs) I hope you... Stop doing it and find what makes you happy. But you're yeah. awesome in this movie, Mackenzie Foy.
0: Oh, so good.
1: I have no idea what you're up to now. Uh. <laughs>
0: anyway. And so he has to say bye to his family.
1: Yeah, he wants to... So um, the plan is... There's, there's plan A and it's a way to get everybody off of Earth using their like centrifuge mm-hmm. that they've created and um, and take them to this habitable planet is the idea. Um, plan B is, like, a, um, 5,000 frozen embryos, and they would, like, uh, incubate those embryos to, Mm -hmm. um, create a colony. Um, to basically, yeah, settle on a planet that they have found. And they found three. Three planets. Yep. Um, only three that are hospitable. Yeah, so you're saying he has to, uh, tell his family, it seems like Murphy knows,
0: Murphy knows what
1: that he's leaving cuz she yes. seems pretty upset.
0: Yeah, seems very upset. Yeah. Um and he he has to say bye to her and the line and I I wrote it down. I don't know if I wrote exactly what This
1: scene is so heartbreakingly emotional. It's it's
0: Yeah. So obviously she's like 10. I, yeah, say. I would say Yeah, I would assume she's 10. She's like 10 years old. I think that's
1: what he says at some point she's 10.
0: Okay, cool. And it's, he's, you know, say, says something along the line of like, when your mother and I had kids, she said something to me that I like, didn't understand what that meant. Didn't understand until now. Now. Um, We are the ghosts of our children's future, but I don't know if that is exactly the right line or not, but basically we are their memories.
1: We are, we are just here to be memories for our kids. We're the ghosts of our children's future. Um, which we both, we almost, I think we looked at I'm each other. I'm getting emotional at, right now. I looked at Beau sleeping in his crib and then, uh, we looked at each other and just like, it's just like, I'm
0: really trying to hold back crying right now to be perfectly yeah. honest. Cause that is such a line. Yeah. Oh my God. A, to
1: me, that's, that's on par with, um, uh, grief is just love persevering. Mm-hmm. Like it's like. That's one of those things, like, uh, to lighten it up. If you've ever, like, <laughs> somebody would put on Twitter just, like, uh, hearing that line and being a writer. Mm-hmm. Hearing that line just, like, well, fuck. Like, <laughs> I might as well stop what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I know. And just take a seat back.
0: I know. But,
1: no, it's it's beautiful. Um,
0: but you just, like, think about that where you're, like, oh, my God. And then you're just, like, flash forwarded Bo's life. Yeah,
1: the, the feeling of that... Um, yeah, and it makes total sense. Um, I've thought about that so much, of just, like, what I want to leave him with, and it's, it's tough. It's a tough, like, because you are still a person. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to teach him positive things. I think it's important to teach him the negative things and to teach him why something's wrong, to teach him how to be a good person and not how to be nice, but how to be kind and generous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nice and kind are too, diff- I think they're different, mm-hmm. but, but like that, that's the, the line, the line is, is, you know, we're here to be memories for our, our kids and stuff like, cause yeah, that's, that's what's gonna inform them how to be as a person. Is everything they remember, and and all the ghosts of their of their past. There's so many ghosts, in my pet not not just your parents, but so many like if we're touching on it, so many ghosts in all of our past that have informed every single thing we do now. Yep. And I think it's our task, Yvette and me, you, you and I, to be good ghosts for his mm-hmm. past, or for his future, I guess.
0: Hey, anyway. Uh, but yes, that scene yeah. I don't think again I've had that reaction yeah. until after And she spent. tells
1: him that she has figured out what the bookshelf is saying because it keeps popping off these books and she's like, I-, I know what it's saying and everything comes out to one word. It comes out to stay. And he has to leave and it comes like this message that is being given to her and it comes out to stay. And you have to stay. Um, and he doesn't listen and he says that he's going to come back and she asks and I love
0: you forever Yeah,
1: not yet because she asks when and then he tells her that uh, like check out this like here hold on to this watch and when I get back we're going to tell time because time might run slowly for me while I'm out in space Um, while I'm orbiting a black hole or while I'm doing this or while I'm doing that and so when we come back, uh, we want to compare the different times. Uh, like, hey, we might even be the same age, and that is the opposite thing that Murphy wanted to hear. Yeah. She's just like, you have no, yeah, like you have no idea when you're coming back, and she just completely shuts down. And that's when he like, yeah, he's like, don't make me leave like this, Murph. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we start leaves. getting emotional. So he leaves. <laughs> Uh, at one point, uh, when he was going to find the NASA facility, this is, this movie's perfect. At one point when he was going to find the NASA facility, she snuck into the car and was under blankets and he like lifted them up and she was there and it like kind of startled him. So as he's driving away, um, to go leave earth, um, he, uh, looks at his passenger side and, um, God. Yeah, so he looks at the passenger side and he he sees the blankets and he, you know, lifts it up. Lifts it up, and she's not there. And I think that's when it like hit him that he's leaving. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have any closure with her. It just was like, fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so he goes out into space at this point.
0: Uh, Sean and I both have tears in our eyes right now. It's an incredible movie. It's an incredible moment. Um, So they go into space and. Who are all the actors at this point? So we've seen Anne Hathaway, she's Dr. Brand. Yeah. Then who's the guy with the My dark beard?
1: Dark beard. Um, that's Romilly. That's no, the other guy. Wes Bentley.
0: Wes Bentley. Cool.
1: Who, who, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows who that is? Yeah. Sorry, Wes. But um, you made a lot he of money.
0: was in the Hunger Games movies and had like really funky beard patterns. Oh, I don't care. Now. I was I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be your reaction. Um, but the other guy we've seen... Um, so yeah, he's they, been in some stuff. Yeah, yeah. so they're all together. Yeah. Um, they're all astronauts in space, and they've determined what three planets there are.
1: Yeah, there's there's Dr. Mann's planet, there's Dr. Edmund's planet, and then Dr... William? No. Miller? Miller. Dr. Miller's planet. And they're going to Dr. Miller's first because it's it's it makes the most sense. It's the uh, closest planet to mm-hmm. them. Um, it does orbit a black hole. So does Dr. Mann's planet. So yeah. Dr. Miller's and Dr. Mann's orbits this black hole, that is basically. Um, uh, it's a really cool thing because they had uh, consulted with, like, I'm, it's not an astrophysicist. It's, it's somebody who's the expert in black holes, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, how are we going to show a black hole in film?" And uh, and he's like, "Well." that's not how it works yeah it's like it would look like nothing it's a it's a black hole um it, it's re- it would be really hard to show that and so they came up with the concept of a collapsing star being absorbed by the black hole and so that would outline the black hole and and there've been like a lot of things that have come forward of just like this is the most Accurate representation of what a black hole might look like. It's like incredibly accurate. Um, so I thought that was really cool.
0: That is very cool. Yeah. I'm on board with that.
1: Um, but they have to go to Dr. Miller's planet. Um, she's, I think the reasoning is because Dr. Mann is giving, his planet is further away. And he's giving pings, like he's, yep. he's still giving pings to let everybody know that his planet is hospitable. Doctor Miller is doing the same, and the planet is closer. Correct. Um, Doctor uh, Edmonds. Edmund. Uh, yeah, Edmonds' planet. The ping did stop, but it was going for a while, and yeah. it's a little bit further, further. away. But it, it stopped. The mm-hmm. ping stopped. Um,
0: Started, stopped.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, so basically, they go to Miller's planet and. It's like this ocean world.
0: Yes, it's, it's just all water. All water. I wrote water planet. Water planet.
1: Yeah, it's a water world. And they can't find her. They can't find her there. And then they see like a wreckage.
0: Yeah. Can we rewind just really quickly before that? Sure. There is this robot called Tars. Tars. We and TARS. Tars is very cool. Tars is like this rectangular robot that is like three parts and it like kind of walks cool and it has a humor setting and that's what their military was and was like a Marine or something like that. Like, why are you shaking your head? At
1: people me? hated, people hated that. Why? Certain people, Tars, I know.
0: TARS is great.
1: Certain people that I know, tar, I agree TARS is great. I think it's an awesome concept that the robot is rectangular. Um, there's a lot to talk about there. I think people hated not, I think, people have communicated that they hated that he was like this rectangle. Like, why wouldn't he be like, it's like, dude, oh my God. Oh, you
0: can't see me right now, uh, listeners, but I am like putting my hands over my eyes into like, you know, the groove on the bridge yeah. of your nose. Like how?
1: They just didn't like how he looked. Oh They didn't my like that God. he was a box. They didn't like that he was a rectangle.
0: It was cool visually when they'd like go through the water, like, it It's like, it was a, it's whatever. an interesting
1: concept because I've never seen anything like it, yeah. first of all, it's unique. Second of all, it's an interesting thought experiment when you go, how would robots look? And obviously, there' are robots now, and they're making them humanoid. But like, in their film, mm-hmm. I think they decided, cool. What would be, I don't know. I think they wanted to keep it looking like a computer. It's sleek. Yeah, but also like non-creepy.
0: Yeah. Because like, like,
1: it's like a robot as with a human. Arms. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no. no, it's not. It's just a computer. It's like this a This is box. a device. Yeah. Rather than...
0: It's like a computer tower. Yeah. But bigger.
1: I don't know. I thought it was cool. I Anyway. I
0: think- when they're on the water planet, they quickly realize it was a mistake. The woman yeah. is dead and because of the timing of everything, it was like she would have just landed like minutes ago. Yeah. This huge wave of water is coming, and then Tars to the rescue, hops out of the yeah. boat, or out of boat, out of that the ship That actually might have been Case at the time. Case.
1: Case. Case is the other robot. So once they get on the endurance, there's oh, a whole we so already, there's two robots. We already met right. Tars and then Tars activates this robot Case. That's right. And Case is actually the one um, on the planet with them uh because cooper doesn't like that tars is like 75 percent humor setting that's right so he kept him on the planet thank you um, that's or on, right. the, uh, on the ship shit. so so yeah uh cases is, is has to uh help, her. help uh dr brand uh who is anne hathaway's character uh because she gets stuck under something and there's this
0: huge
1: it's not just huge we saw this in imax and like it's a, it's an incredible visual tidal wave. Yes, and it is going to like swallow them whole.
0: Just think of like Mount Everest. Coming well, that's down what they thought. They thought like mountains. They it's thought it was. Mountains.
1: Mountains. Yep. Thought it was it's, oh, her wreckage is towards the mountains. Um, and basically, this th- there's just this rolling tidal waves because uh, and the gravity is so punishing and stuff because it's so close to the black hole. The black hole, its gravity, just Creates these tidal waves and these Mm -hmm. like it's awful. It's horrendous um, uh, Not sustainable for life they lose uh, They get basically stranded there Mm -hmm. and Doyle dies um, in the wave and then um, 23 years go by because they're down there for I think like an hour They said like an hour on the planet is seven years Mm -hmm. like on earth because of the um, uh, because the black the, hole situation, the, yeah, the time disparity because yep. of that. Uh, I was trying to think of the exact relativity because of relativity. Yeah. Um, so uh, they lost twenty three years of time while on the planet, and then they have a daring escape to get back up to um, the uh, to the ship where they see Romilly, who is aged. And he didn't think they would come back, mm-hmm. and he informs them that twenty three years has passed, and this is when uh, they see all the videos, all the videos.
0: Yeah. So the videos are like family members, so like Doctor Brand's dad, who everything is Michael Kane. Everything they that, that they missed they haven't been responding. Exactly.
1: Also, I think they went th- when they went through the wormhole. They were still receiving messages, but they couldn't transmit messages, which is another shitty thing.
0: Yeah. So here you see his son, who then becomes Casey Affleck, has a baby. Um, then you find out one of his kids has died because of the dust. He the
1: a baby that, that he just, like, he's, it's when he was, I mean, it starts off when he was younger and talking about how he met a girl mm-hmm. and he missed all of this stuff, yeah. which this scene is just another one that I just can't imagine not dying Totally. Watching, Yep. You know, and yep. it's just, it, you know, he, he, he missed all of this. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to like, remember is that he's a loving father and he missed all of this. And he didn't like that. Didn't have to happen down on the planet. And it just did. And now he's missed 23 years of his kid's life. Mm-hmm. And so his son has met a girl. He sent him this message. And then his son has a baby with that girl and he sends him that message and he's a medium and the next one is he's he looks so different and he looks like very
0: uh,
1: he looks sad and and, and awful and he talks about how grandpa just died and we buried him out back next to Jesse which was his first son and mom Um, and mom and where we would have buried you if you ever came back and stuff. It's oh it's so emotional. Yeah. And my and, and Lois
0: says I have to let you go. Yeah,
1: and he's like shaking his head, he's like, no, no, no. Like it's like this really sad mm-hmm. thing where he's like, I know you're not listening to any of these messages, and um and so he's like, So I'm letting you go. And uh Murphy had never left a message before, and this is where as after Tom leaves his final message, uh, Jessica Chastain's message comes in because she's Murph now. And, and it's... The casting
0: could not have been more perfect. It was so
1: perfect. And she leaves him a message and, God, you just have to see the scene. There's no way to retell the scene. It is it's really amazing. Good. And it's really good. And she talks about how, you know, when, like, I, I, I lived with my decision to never send you a message... But today I felt like I really should send you a message because you said one day, <laughs> because today is my birthday and you said that, uh, when you came back, we might be the same age and I'm the same, I'm the age you were when you left <laughs> and it just like, and
0: then said now might be a good time. Now would be a great time, great for, you time to come for you to back. come
1: back. And it's this like, Oh my
0: God. Again, Sean and I are tearing up.
1: And so they're, um, so Murph is actually working with the NASA people, working with, um... Michael Kane Michael Caine. Caine, who is, who is part of, who's Professor Brand, who is basically trying to work out the math that they need to get all these people on Earth on the centrifuge and off of the planet. Yep.
0: It's like a gravity equation it's, or Yeah,
1: it's an equation, it's, it's... Currently impossible is what they're working out, but they need to work out this this on the Endurance, and they're deciding whether or not they go to Dr. Mann's planet or they go to um, Edmund's planet. Wolf Edmund. Yeah. Edmund's planet has not been sending out any pings. Um, they stopped sending out pings. That could mean that Edmund's dead. But at one point, it was a viable planet. Yes. With good readings. Um, and... Dr. Mann's is still sending out pings. And at, uh, at the beginning of the movie, not the beginning, but uh, when they first venture out into space, um, Dr. Brandt said that uh, Dr. Mann was the best of us. He's, he's the best of us. He inspired every one of us to go out. So Cooper and, and her kind of argue about what planet they're going to. And... Um, And so they need to vote because there's three of them on which one they're going to.
0: And then uh, it comes out that Anne Hathaway is in love with Wolf Edmund. Yeah. And that is the planet that she wants to go on. And there's just kind of this like monologue scene about like, well,
1: maybe love is something we don't fully comprehend. It kind of transcends the dimensions that we know Mm -hmm. because we we love like her, her argument is we love people that have died. There's no social utility in that. There's no um cuz uh, like what what is the purpose of love? And it's like, well, social utility for um child rearing, uh for uh, a number of things mm-hmm. Coop argues and and she's like, well, we love people that have died. Mm-hmm. What's so, like, the
0: social utility in that? What
1: yeah, what what is the point of that? Like maybe it's this artifact from a higher dimension that we have yet to fully understand. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting thought experiment there of what what that could be because we feel this and it is an emotion but we feel this thing and it draws us to certain things even to people who have died yeah and we have connections with things that aren't yeah it's it's interesting so she makes a very interesting it's a great scene and i highly recommend it um and uh both Romilly and Cooper vote her against her. So they go to Dr. Man's planet.
0: Yes. During this time, they're heading to Dr. Man's planet, and then Michael Caine, Professor Brand... Professor Brand. ...dies. He, he's dying. But yeah. while he is dying, he reveals he,
1: yeah. to
0: Murphy that there is no solve for his equation. Yeah,
1: there's no way for them to get... He never even planned on getting people off the planet and he's he's basically like on his deathbed um he basically yeah yes so so that 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 happened and cooper is like asking him did my father or not cooper murphy's asking um professor brand if her like father knew and like if she if he left her there yep and stuff and then he's dying so he she doesn't get that answer so she actually sends a video to them and informing, uh, Dr. Brand that her father, Professor Brand has died. hmm Um, in that she kind of like stops and she's like, did you know? Like, it's like, it's really, it's kind of dark. And like, uh, d- uh did my father know? Uh, they're on, uh, Dr. Mann's planet and they revive him. hmm He's in, like, cryostasis or whatever. Matt Damon. And it's Matt Damon. That was, like, a crazy reveal in the theater. I <laughs> yes. remember that. Like, yes. Oh,
0: shit. It's I know. Damon. Yeah. It's like, no, he wasn't in any of the previews. Like, um, they kept that very quiet, which yeah. I thought was
1: pretty cool. It was super cool. He was transmitting the uh, the uh, message, and they inform him that this is the last planet. They can't go to any other planets. This is our home. Yep. And he's giving them all the details about the new, pl- about the planet. Yeah, like it's
0: cold, it's icy, yeah. but there, when you get down it's, uh, to the filled surface. filled with ammonia,
1: but down on the surface there's breathable air, organics, and possible life. Um,
0: so everyone's and, excited.
1: Yeah, so everybody's excited to explore this new planet that they're living in. That is when they uh, see the video. So, yes. So um, I think Case is transmitting the video to TARS and uh, uh, Tara shows the video um, of Murphy explaining that Professor Brand has died. So she's informing Dr. Brand that Professor Brand has died. In that, she explains that Plan A was uh, a farce, that it was never something that they had meant to do, and um, uh, it was never viable. She uh, basically says, like, did my father know? Did my father, like, leave me to die? Like, leave us here to suffocate. And, but you can't, like, he's... And he's there, Cooper's there, and he hears all this, and he's like, And she's like, I had no idea. Like, that's my father's work. I do not know what she's talking about. And Professor Mann's like, I do. Like, uh, basically, there's no way of getting them, the people of Earth, off Earth. And there's no way of... Because... So basically, yeah, what, what they need is information from within a black hole to complete this equation. There's no way to do that. Yes. Um,
0: so then at this moment, we're kind of seeing uh, a few things happening side by side. So uh-huh. then we flash back to Earth and Murphy is on her way to her brother's house to visit them. And also like try to get them to leave because things are getting very bad. Dust is getting very bad. Like sure. it's like Topher Grace is with her Yeah. and wants him to like check out her sister-in-law and, and nephew and like listen to their lungs and like yeah. do all this thing because they're really setting up that like it's getting bad yeah. on earth.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really bad. And that's when um, Cooper is, has decided he's going to take a ship and go home. Yep. And uh, they're going to set up camp down at the surface so they can start to build this colony
0: and uh, and so uh, the crew is kind of split up into three different groups. So you've got Romilly trying to get the other robot up and yeah, running.
1: Yeah, I mean, so so yeah, there's a couple things that have happened that we haven't explained. Uh-huh. Basically, there's a, there's a broken robot. Mm-hmm. And they. Like a broken TARS. And Dr. Mann has not ex- necessarily explained why the robot's broken. He just said he decommissioned him um, and used his power source to keep the mission going. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so there's Romilly's there with TARS, and uh, Case is out with um, Dr. Brand mm-hmm. doing whatever. Yep. Uh, not super important for this. But uh, the big thing is that Cooper is with Mann as they are trying to find the camp to set up. Um, and that is where Dr. Mann uh, reveals that the planet is completely uninhabitable.
0: Matt Damon equals asshole. Yeah. He, like, he is a terrible person. He
1: basically um, sent falsified data so he could be rescued um and, and he's explaining like, we'll need that ship that you're planning on taking so we can finish the mission. Once everybody finds out that this, what this planet isn't, we'll need to finish the mission. Um, oh. and so he tries to kill Cooper and, uh, it's a really, another incredible scene Yes, of just that, of him like fighting to survive for his daughter. Yep. Um, and and he leaves Cooper to die, uh, and that's when he, like, I'm not going to spoil this. Like, it's not really spoiling the scene, but I'm not going to go into detail on what he does. Mm-hmm. But um, Dr. Brand, uh, he, connect, he communicates with Dr. Brand. She goes and saves him, and they have to stop him because he's marooning them on the planet. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go up to the Endurance, and he's going to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Tars... Uh, is in, he's obviously with Romilly, and then there's... Right,
1: oh yeah, Romilly dies. Romilly yeah. dies. Um,
0: there's an explosion as they're trying to communicate to him that, like, Dr. Man's a bad dude.
1: Yeah, and and uh, the explosion is, is I, I assume, a booby trap from yep. the uh, the machine yep. that's left over. So uh, once he boots up the machine, he gets all the data that is... Explaining that this planet is uninhabitable. Yep. And and so once once that happens, I assume the the machine is booby trapped and it explodes. Yep. Yeah. Tars yeah.
0: survives and hops into the plane with Case or the plane the ship with, yeah. with everyone else.
1: Yeah. And 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 so yeah. But basically, what I was trying to get at was that Tars um, yes. disabled the uh, uh, auto.
0: Autopilot hatch thing. Uh,
1: Yeah, it was basically an auto lock for the hatch. Basically, he needs to fly this um, uh, ship to the Endurance, which is the larger ship, and have it hatch on. Um, But he has disabled the auto lock system. So he's going to have to do that manually. Dr. Mann is. And that doesn't work out. So, So Dr. Mann tries to do it. And it doesn't work. And when he opens the airlock, it explodes mm-hmm. and it flies into the Endurance. And it's, and it's like, this is... The Endurance has all of those embryos. It has everything that they need for basically plan, ble- plan B. Mm-hmm. And so it's... What, would you think of... I mean, in the movie context, it's like, oh shit, their ship blew up. But like, this is... If you immerse yourself into it, it like, this is the entire mission... And we need to do something, and so Cooper, uh, races to the Endurance and does this like spinning maneuver, which in IMAX and you know even on TV it's like this insane visual.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Because
1: the Endurance is spinning, their big ship is spinning, and it's spinning out of control. So he has to spin their ship, their smaller ship, so he can match it and then dock. Oh. And it's it's super dope. It's that's, that's really the, cool. Like, Somebody had this idea and was like, "This is going in this movie, probably Christopher Nolan." Yeah. Um, they dock. They don't have any. Uh, uh, they have insufficient fuel to reach Edmund's planet at this point yeah. because they've exhausted all resources trying to get to Man, Doctor Man. So they're going to go around the black hole, which is named Gargantua. We didn't. Yeah. I don't think we said that.
0: Maybe we didn't. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and so that'll. Uh, uh, what that'll do since they're gonna be so close to it, is it's going to shave off 51 more years.
0: But it'll help with fuel.
1: But it'll help with fuel, it's their only thing that they can do. Um, and TARS is in one of the mini ships, so they're on the Endurance, they have multiple ships on the Endurance. Yep. But they explain Newton's law, which is to move forward you have to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. And so basically they're going to uh, jettison Tars's ship Um and they have to do that manually because it's a movie. Yeah. Um, and so they're gonna jettison Tarzan's ship, and he'll he can get data to try to give um the people of Earth a chance. So he's gonna get data. Just going through a black hole. Going into the black hole to get going into the singularity because they need that data in the black hole. What is that data? I'm too dumb to remember. Mm -hmm. I I think it's more scientific than just like data, but like I do think it's it's. So yeah, they have to get that data to send it to the people of Earth so they can find a way to save themselves. Um,
0: Data equals science.
1: Yeah, but but again, (laughs) I do think it was more explained than that. Yeah, we don't, know. We're just, we're not those people. No. So we took it as data. Yeah. Um, They need data. They need data uh, to save themselves. In that process, Cooper also jettisons himself to go into the black hole. They don't have enough resources for all three of them, Mm -mm. or for for him and her. She's got to go by herself there.
0: And she realizes that in this moment, she thinks that they're going together. Yeah, he doesn't tell her. And he doesn't tell her, and he, like, says goodbye. And so then she is now going to Edmund's Planet alone with Case. Yeah. And then Tars and Coop. Yeah. Went into the black hole.
1: Yeah, and they're going in the black hole and this is, it's so dope.
0: This, this part of the movie, when the theater, I just like jaw dropping. I wrote here like, fuck. my mind gets blown in the next like 20 minutes yeah. of this movie of what happens in this scene of going into the black hole. Yeah, so
1: he goes in the black hole, a bunch of just weird things happen in there. He ejects from the ship and then he falls into this like, it's called a tesseract. Mm-hmm. And he falls into the Tesseract and um, it's just this enormous thing.
0: You know what it reminds me of? What? And I don't know if you you probably didn't do this because you weren't like an eight-year-old girl, but there, there was, was these thing? no 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 oh, no no. Okay. So not, not a good no. catcher. Anyway. But it was there was this thing where you could like make bracelets, and it was like a plastic wall, think of like connect oh. four that had like hooks on it and you would take the like bracelet material and you would wrap it Okay. and then you would weave it.
1: I know what you're talking about, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And sense. it's kind of like that or you, that's how you could also make um, like little like um, pot holders and it's stuff like that. But yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Tesseract. But but it, it, it almost, when I see it, I was like, it looks like a weaved pattern. Right. Yes.
1: So they, he falls in this tesseract, which has all the, it, it has Murphy's bedroom. And it has all these times, moments in time in Murphy's bedroom, and so he sees that because he's like smashing on the thing, and then a book falls, and and this kind of reveals that like he is Murphy's ghost, that Again, that she was seeing, in the, my, and we're like, oh my god, this movie's fucking awesome. So
0: he can transcend space and time.
1: Yeah, he can. He can uh, uh, use gravity to exert a force through space and time, which is super cool.
0: How do you come he up with this in, shit, Christopher he is
1: Nolan? He's he in fifth dimensional space right now.
0: Because time is like tangible. And almost, they have, like they have like
1: constructed touch. this three dimensional space in their fifth dimension. Uh-huh. And, and so, um, uh-huh. and basically he's like, well, what are we supposed to do here? Because TARS is there too, and he has the data. And so what are we supposed to do here? And, uh, uh, we have to like save all the people on earth. And he's like, we didn't come here to change the past. Like, or they didn't bring us here to change the past or whatever. Yeah. And like, they didn't bring us here at all because he, he finds the time where, um, they found that binary and he makes the binary code with the, uh, with the dust that's falling. He makes it. So we brought ourselves here and that like, because it's like such a, it's a cool concept to think about. Like, like, yeah, like he did this. Yep. He brought them to that NASA facility. Yep. Uh, this is after he created the, like, stay message and everything. Mm. All of the things that happened with that bookshelf, all the things that happened with Murphy, that is Cooper. Yep. That is him giving that information. Yeah, so... But they're at, still
0: finding... They need to find a way to transmit this the, data. they
1: have the data from the black hole. They need to find a way to transmit it. And they transmit it using Morse code into... The watch that he had given her. Yep. Because she kept it. And it's it's like, how do you know she'll even come back for it? It was because I gave it to her.
0: Oh (sighs) my
1: god. At the same time, she kind of figures out that he was her ghost. She kind of figures out that her dad was the ghost. And this is in real time on Earth. And um, she uh, is looking for something like like any messages that, that he gave her. Um, she's looking for something, and then she she's like, gives up and is going to leave. She grabs her watch and sees that the watch is like the hand is moving, the but it's in Morse hand. code.
0: The second hand is moving, and it's not like it's going forward in time. It's like hiccuping, it's like, bub, bub, where you bub, bub, can tell that a bub, bub, message is being coded, bub, bub, and then it all of a sudden clicks in her head, yeah. and knows that like this is what's gonna save yeah. us.
1: and so she she collects all the data, and she's like trying to figure, like it it plugging it into this gravity equation, mm-hmm. and she fucking eureka figures it out. Yep, um, and. Then uh, the tesseract is starting to close, and like they've pretty much done it. You know, Mm -hmm. they've they've done it, and and I don't need to go into like explaining who they are and stuff. It's it's this idea that like humanity has um, evolved past the three dimensions that we the four dimensions that we know, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a pretty cool it's 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 mind-boggling but it's certainly not ununderstandable it's certainly not something you can't understand mm-hmm. but it's mind-boggling yeah um yeah so at that point he's ejected from the tesseract and he's in space just floating well, well he's he goes through the wormhole again Yeah, because when they went through the wormhole the first time um Dr. Bran is, like, shaking the hand of this thing. Or not, like, it didn't even look like a hand. It's just, it's something. And she puts her hand up, and then, whatever. And then when he's going through the wormhole, it was him reaching through, and he grabs her hand. And it's it's super interesting. Um, Yeah, so he's out orbiting Saturn, and they pick him up. And that's when they explain that they're in the centrifuge. Uh Uh-huh, Cooper Um, Station. Cooper Station, named after... Murphy Murphy, Cooper not not him him. Um, and uh, he asks if she's still alive and she's going to be there in two weeks and like she's far too old to be traveling but this is Murphy Cooper we're talking about Mm -hmm. he's like yeah it is motherfuckers yeah Um,
0: at this point I'm just dying to see Murphy like I'm dying for this reunion
1: and then they finally have it Oh. All of her family's there and she's, she's old. She's this old yeah, woman. Yeah, she's like in her 90s, she Well, she's on her deathbed pretty yeah. much. And um, it is so emotional. And um, she explains that like she told everybody, everybody thought I was doing it by myself, mm-hmm. like solving that equation. But um, I knew that you were the one who gave me the information. I knew that you were helping me. She has the watch on. She's mm-hmm. wearing the watch and uh nobody believed me but i knew um i knew you'd come back i am climbing. and he said <laughs> and, and cooper says how how did you know and he's like because my dad promised me
0: oh my god <sighs> <sighs> officially crying yeah. oh my god
1: it's um he's gonna stay with her while she's dying and she says no no parents should have to watch her kid die and then um, she he tells says, her to go to, like, Dr. Brand because she's alone on a planet that she doesn't know, breathing in the new air of our planet and whatnot. And so he, like, basically sneaks out and assume, assumedly goes to her. Yep. Um, to be with her on that planet because he, yeah, she doesn't want him to see her dying and stuff. Um... And you know that's kind of where the the uh, the movie ends with Edmunds alone on this habitable planet. Brands um, alone on Edmunds planet. Yes, Brands alone on Edmunds planet, and Cooper and Tars taking the spacecraft to join them. Yeah.
0: And uh, you see that Edmund is not alive, so she does not get to see this man who yeah. she loved. Yeah. Um, But she has this, like, little, like, it looked almost like a burial area that Mm -hmm. you see for her. Because there's, like, like, the name
1: tag. It was a burial mound. Yeah, burial mound. Um,
0: But it looks like a habitable planet. So there's Mm -hmm. hope. But, like, kind of the the end of the movie is, like, this seems like an option. She
1: takes off her helmet. She's breathing air. she's She's definitely on a place where they could survive.
0: And I think it ends on a high note. I remember the first time I saw this, and even maybe still now, like, I wish that there was just a little more time with Murphy and the dad at the end, but I get it. Sure. I get it. Sure. It's just yeah. sad. No, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's sad. It's And, like, it's, obviously, then Casey Affleck's character, or the son's dead.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Does I would assume really so. Say I would assume so. Yeah, but, like, um, I just wish there was a
0: little more time with her. but... Yeah,
1: but, I mean, that's the movie. I don't have a bad word to say about it. Um,. I respect if you don't like the movie, that's okay. But um, you're wrong, and I hate you. <laughs> um.
0: uh, it, it's definitely on the longer side, so just make yeah. sure when you're like, your you're, you're gonna like camp out, watch it. Uh, it's really great. I mean, we watched it in the middle slow. of the day. It's it's, no, long, it's not, but it's
1: not slow. slow, I wouldn't
0: say. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's a longer movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we watched it during the day. Obviously, like, No Sun Darker, it's a space movie. It's yeah. like, you know. It's yeah. good. Uh, I, yes, I obviously was crying while we were talking about this yeah. recording. it Like, it's just so good.
1: I need to go for a walk. <laughs> I need to go outside, breathe
0: some fresh, air. fresh
1: air and go for a walk. Yeah. Because I'm just like. It's a lot. Oh, man.
0: If it was alternate casting like this movie came out in the 80s. Like who would be the alternate casting? Because this in is a new, because this is a newer movie, so like, sure,
1: yeah. If this came out in the eighties or like early nineties, mm-hmm. um, who would who would play Cooper? If this came out in the, I mean, honestly, it would probably be like Tom Hanks. Yeah, like that. That that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see
0: that too for sure.
1: Yeah, because he's like, like Cooper is a. Di- I mean, obviously Matthew McConaughey and Tom Hanks are not. Same person, no. but I think that that would be a similar. I think Tom Hanks could pull off this mm-hmm. like loving father that needs to get back to his daughter. Yeah, Um yeah. I could see
0: that. Do you know who Dr. Brand is to me?
1: To you? Yeah, uh, who Dr. Brand. Oh uh, no, no,
0: Dr. Brand. So in Hathaway, yeah, Laura Dern.
1: Laura Dern, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Laura Dern's great. Laura Dern is great. Mm-hmm. I would say the other person. Um, the only other person I'm thinking of is, uh, Princess Bride. What's her name?
0: Oh, Robin Wright. Robin
1: Wright. Robin Wright could do, you know what? I would say Robin Wright as Murph. Yes. Because she could do Murph. For sure.
0: Ugh. Um, I love her. Yeah? Yeah. Love her. That's a great choice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That is a great choice. Any other Coopers? I originally was thinking like, oh, what about like, um, Charlie Sheen at that point in time in the Charlie 80s, fucking but like in that time, if it would have come out in like 1988, oh my God, would he have Charlie been, Sheen? I don't know, what like, a movie. His, like him or David Duchovny or like someone, David Duchovny?
1: holy shit, <laughs> what a movie that would have been. I would absolutely watch both of those movies with a full thing of popcorn. Yeah, um,
0: Michael Keaton. Michael. Michael could Keaton could he be could have done it. or would Michael Keaton be no. Doctor I, I Man?
1: Think, I think Michael Keaton could have done Cooper. He, he probably would have been Doctor Man because it's more nefarious. He's, he can kind of do this yeah. like um, desperate character. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I think Michael Keaton would have been cool. Yeah. I think Charlie Sheen would have been something else. <laughs> That movie would have fucking yeah. been wild. Yeah. Uh, this was one of those movies that, like, you're not going to hear... I don't know. I'm not going to try to find some way to talk shit about it. And you're not going to hear, like... These are just one of the... Like, we own these movies for a reason. We've said this for almost every episode. Mm-hmm. We own this movie for a reason. And the reason is that, specifically for this one, is that it gave us this emotional experience that I would argue I have never had before from a movie and that inspired me in ways I can't really describe. Like, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, and this is one of the ones that I really hold very close to my heart because it inspires me to write something, to act in some way on a level that is going to touch someone specifically to then inspire them to like kind of stand on the shoulders of other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like this makes me want to stand on the shoulders of interstellar so I can see yeah. past the horizon of what interstellar could see. Or I would assume somebody else who loves this movie mm-hmm. would be able to do that. Or, you know, I make something after standing on the shoulders of interstellar now somebody stands on my shoulders and then so on and so forth like that's the type of movie this is for me mm-hmm.
0: you know when we saw this in the theaters it was this like epic film mm-hmm. and we we're like we have to own this because we have to see it again and we have watched this movie a have to lot share it with Beau. yes
1: we have to share it with our family and
0: we have definitely watched it's important watched this us. a lot since it's come out. Like, I think this is one of the more highly rewatched movies on our bookshelf.
1: Art like this is important to us, yes. And like, it's something that, like, yeah, we want to share with Bo. We want to share with our family. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it's on it's on the level of The Last of Us for a video game. Like The Last of Us and the Last of Us Part Two is like, I need to share this with you, Yvette. Mm-hmm. I need to share this with you, Bo, because it says something so special to me that I just want you to experience it too. It's, that's a thing. Like we were talking about earlier, like, Oh, like we don't understand when somebody doesn't like feel the same way as us. Um, regarding this movie or some other things. It's, it's more that, um, I want to share the experience that I had with you because it is so special to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just want you to feel that, Yeah. you know, yeah. like as far as Last of Us goes, mm-hmm. you know, like I wanted to share, we, we played that through together yes. and I wanted to share that with you because I knew I had actually played it before and, and I just wanted to share all those feelings that I felt with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, I feel like personally, I mean, maybe you have, maybe if you watch this, movie, you won't like it, but I think personally, if you haven't seen Interstellar, I do think it's worth giving yourself the time to watch it Mm -hmm. for whatever emotions that come up for you. And if it's none, that's okay. Um, But if you're like me, you'll probably have something very, very specific and it'll really, really tug at your heart. Um, I would say if a zero was... um, uh, like Space you know, trash. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, space trash, but like, if a zero is like, when you're out in space and you have to take poops, I assume they just shoot that out yeah, of space. I think so. So I would say zero being like a frozen space turd.
0: <laughs> I love that you said turd and not like shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: So zero being a frozen space turd and okay. ten...
0: Yeah, I don't know. What's the... What's like the a,
1: best thing in space? I don't know. Just
0: like hanging out in the Milky Way?
1: I would say and ten being um, a quasar. What's a quasar? It's like a it's like a fucking sound in space. I don't know. <laughs> 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 it has to do with it has to do with stars and shit. Yeah. Um but ten being something extravagant in space, I would give this movie a um uh, spoiler alert. I don't necessarily believe in God. And we're not going to get it. This isn't the theology podcast. But, um, te- like, I would give this movie a... Um, you know what? I'd give this movie? What? <laughs> Shaking hands with a fifth dimensional being while out in space. That's what I'd give this movie. It is mind-boggling. It's sometimes not going to give you all the answers, but it is a 15 to me. It is like... A must-see, a must-experience, because I do think it provokes thought.
0: hmm
1: Um, yeah. For me? Yeah, what do you got?
0: I give this movie the sun. <laughs> because everything else revolves around it. Cool. Like, it is that good. Like, it is the ultimate space movie. Yeah. And that everything else doesn't touch it, but is still part of the world. But, like, I give this movie the sun
1: it's a great movie um,
0: also in the like it is just beyond excellent but yes that's why I'm saying the sun's right
1: there. beyond excellent yeah it's just there's not there's nothing more we can say about it it's just it's just a fantastic movie with a it's incredible and you know what? I don't care what anybody says because its budget was 165 million dollars and it made 701 million dollars. Holy uh, cow! In its box office, so I don't know if that has anything to do with how much it made. Shit. Globally. Um. Yeah. Uh, Take a listen
0: to the soundtrack also after you watch the movie. I know.
1: So fucking good. Just
0: rewatching it again. I said that at the beginning of the episode. Watching it in the theater, the music really touched me again now really touch me. I'll probably listen to it while I'm working tomorrow.
1: If you're unsure if you want to watch this movie, just know that 94% of Google users liked the movie. Oh, I'm glad. Give it a shot. Um, Something that I think we'll do with some of these movies that are like this, Mm -hmm. like that we enjoy and that we want to share with you, it looks like it's available on Amazon Prime. If you have that prescription, uh, <laughs> prescription. If you have that <laughs> subscription, Amazon Prime, it's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can rent it for like three bucks on all renting sources, um, and then it might be available on Hulu. But that could be a premium subscription. Maybe. I don't know. I don't um, know.
0: Um, We're not lending out our movies right now because of COVID. So sorry. Yeah. But, um, easily accessible to watch.
1: Easily accessible. Um, highly, highly recommended. This has been the saddest podcast.
0: <laughs> I haven't cried recapping a movie. Yeah, and I know there are others on our list that that's gonna make me do that, but totally. Um, I love this movie, yeah. and I love you, and I, I love you. our son.
1: I love our son too, and
0: and that just really hit me. I also could go for a walk.
1: Yeah, I'd love to go for a walk, maybe a few drinks, but that's only related to the lions. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You know where to find us if you want to find us. Um, If you have our numbers, text us. We miss you. Hope you're doing well. Um, Yeah, I love you. I love you too. And uh, goodbye.
0: See you next time. Bye.